Okay, so um, yesterday, yesterday morning, I think in the morning, I posted something on my uh, Facebook page about judging, and I I found that sometimes I judge my judgments. So I thought that's something really interesting, and people made some comments, and um, so I want to talk about a little bit judge judging or judgments today. I thought that would be interesting topic people have to share maybe their wisdom, right? Um, and I think judging is a really a bad, a horrible thing. Um, and it's really, there is no any benefits Judging. What do you think? Sounds like a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Seriously I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was kidding, by the way, because um, somebody asked, um, actually, it was Jim, why Buddhists think that, why do Buddhists think judging is bad? So, um, so I <coughs> kind of like to um, to explore the topic with the uh, with the Buddhist perspective. What Buddha thought about that too, um, and judging is okay because we we learn that way and we. Um, learn from things, but it's not right all the time because sometimes with with our judgments, most of the time that I find uh, that I found with myself, um, I was wrong most of the time. So judgments are okay, but if we take some times to analyze those things, but the problem with judgments is that we really don't take time to analyze and realize what we think. We just go to that whatever that we think and we react to it. And so now think about in your life, if you have any judgments that you made about your um, people that you have around you, maybe with your relationships, the first time when you see, you say, oh, this could be my life partner. While your judgment may be wrong by now, who knows? <laughs> so, oh, maybe not, yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So, it goes both ways, and we really don't know. And so, in Buddha's teachings, there is no um, a chance for judgments. And it's always talk about, um, if you familiar with the word uh, vipassana, or if you want to say vipassana, some people want to say the words right. So, it doesn't matter how you say it. Pasati means to see, but it goes beyond that because when you see something and you make a judgment. So 
instead of just see something and make judgment, it says vipassana. You just analyze it when you see things and you have to really be mindful and you have to focus what you see, what you think and what you hear and what you think about it, information that you gather. And so judgments are most of the time very quick. Those are really, I mean, we make this decision right away. And so in Buddha's teachings that it says just takes some time hard to do, right? Because we want things instant. And especially maybe you know how you think and it's uh, in Western culture and we want instant things. Quick, right away, right now, enlightenment, right now. And we, peace. Whatever that we are looking for, we need it right away and we have a really hard time to take that moment and to think about it and, and analyze it and to um, figure out what um, outcomes that you're going to get from these judgments. And uh, so uh, just just go back to your life and just think about the, that maybe you are familiar with um, maybe your life, maybe with others' life, that judgments, how, how judgments make your life good or bad. So... But in uh, Buddhist perspective, judgments is something that we really try to pay our attention when you judge things. Because that, if it's okay, if, a if there is a chance that it makes your life good, and if, if it brings you happiness, and if it's right, that your judgment. But um, sometimes, most of the time, it's not right. And uh, so this is a sutra that I found uh, in Buddhist teachings. It's called Satya Jatila, um, but this says something else. Um, one time, Buddha was sitting outside, and uh, this king, his name was Kosala, um, and he came to visit Buddha. And they are like uh, buddies, Temej, and um, like they were both in the 80s, I guess. And so they, um, so he came to visit um, Buddha, and they had a little talk. Um, what do you call that? A small talk, or whatever you call it? A chat. A chat. Yes, they had a chat about stuff. And so when when they were talking about this stuff, uh, the, the king saw there were seven people walking on the street and they were wearing like robes like um, clothing because they were religious people different each person from different um, you know uh, religious group and so what the king did he stood up from his seat and he uh, bowed to these people and then he um, sat, right, on his cushion, and then he said to Buddha, they are Arahant's people, they are enlightened people, and they have, um, they have developed their minds, and they have trained their mind, and 
Then Buddha asked right away, how do you say that? And so he explained their teachers and how they practice and they are all these things. And then Buddha said, no, you can't make a judgment like that when you look at things, when you look at people. So then he says, in order to understand people and in order to make decisions about things, about life, and you have to really focus on to their, uh, whatever that qualities that they have. The first thing that he says, um, the um, virtue. And then the second one, uh, second thing he says that purity for persons, um, you know, how good that person is. And somebody's um, endurance, and the, that's the third one. And the fourth one is um, discernment, I think it's the panya, wisdom. So in order to understand these things, the, this is the best part that I like about this. Um, it's through living together that a person's virtue may be known. And then, only after a long period, not a short period, by one who is attentive, not by one who is inattentive, by one who is discerning, not by one who is not discerning. Thus was it said, and in reference to what was it, uh, it said. So, basically what Buddha is saying is that you have to take, uh, take some time and you have to hang out with these people and you have to really be with them and you to, in order to get to know these people. Otherwise, we make judgments and we come to a conclusion and we think we make an image from the first impression. So, just think about that. In Western culture, I found that first impression is very important, right? When you go to a... Uh, a job interview. Um, so here when you go to, I, I thought it's really funny because you can really show who you are and you go there and you in front of your um, inter interviewer. interviewer and you in front of this person and you just pretend this whole thing. I am the, <laughs> I am the kindest man in the whole world so I am perfect for this job. Well, he makes the judgment, okay, well, the other man, you are in. <laughs> and so you get the job. And I've seen this in, at my workplace, people who come to work with these people and they need love, they need compassion, and they need patience. But it's only for their interview. <laughs> and after that, they don't have it. So that's what happens. So that the first impression could be wrong. And so in order to understand things, I think we have to just take some time and be with that person or be with that situation to understand it. Otherwise, we always just go ahead and say, oh, it's not good or it's good. And so we always go to these two 
Um, what is it? Yeah, extremes and these two, um, we make these two decisions. And so I've seen a lot of people are suffering from this. So I think um, when we make judgments, I, we have to be careful, mindful. So as a mindful practitioner, I don't think we have a um, chance to make judgments. Instead of making judgments, we are being mindful and we um, think through things. And so um, that's, I think, the Buddhist idea about judging people. Taking sometimes, that's the most important part that I see on, um, on his teachings. Just taking sometimes and making clear that the decision that you make is right. So after his description, after Buddha's explanation, this is what um, King had to say. You are right, Buddha, because they were my um, spies, right? Like FBI, let's say. <laughs> Yeah, spies. <coughs> so they were not really re um, religious people or monks. They were king's spies. And he just uh, stood up and bowed to him because um, maybe it's an Indian thing. Who knows? So if, if I were there, I would do the same thing. I would just get up because king bowed, right? Why would, uh, why I wouldn't buy, bow? So that's what usually we do. So before we do that, we have to take some time and um, think through it. Just, just and see. Um, I find it interesting that you know in your workplace that you know these people come and interview and they, they're all, you know, I guess they're faking it. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That they're kind and compassionate and Uh, well, are you asking that we are inherited with uh, the skill of pretending, or...? <laughs> yes, and we, like, in, when you go to school, they train you yeah. to yeah. be that way. So, job interviews is a, it's a big lesson. Well, otherwise you can't be successful either. Like, you have to get the job in order to make money. I guess, you know, these people that go to work at Pioneer, um, are they able to increase their their love and compassion and patience? Yeah. I think when it comes to judging, I think judging it serves as kind of a protection initially but being able to set aside your judgment and really learn or be willing to set aside your judgment and admit that you might have been wrong 
and, and, and then come back to it and, and reevaluate it. I think that that's you know the most important thing. I don't think it should be so much about you know judging yourself or judging as it is about recognizing that you may have not been <coughs> correct in your judgment. Like I was talking to someone yesterday who said that when they first met me, they they had a they had a judgment about the way that I was, and then they realized that they you know, weren't necessarily right. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, I, I find that I find that often that you know your initial your first impressions are usually not exactly the right impression, but there are some people that are so stubborn and will not admit that they may have made a mistake that they have to hold on to that judgment because yeah. they don't want to they don't want to be wrong. Uh-huh. Well, so what if your judgment's right? And you're limiting someone by keeping that judgment in a way. So sometimes it's better to let go and say that person's selfish and you it's or whatever and, you, and um, but if you give them the space, sometimes it, they, it, it you opens up to a change in their ways. Is it? Well, with the I <laughs> think it seems to be limiting them as well. You put them in a box. Okay, that person's this. Well, you're not giving them a chance to be this with your judgment. I think I think that's a good point because whether your judgment is right or wrong, it's only for that moment. So mm. if we if we keep that judgment, we're limit we're limiting that our view of that person. Limiting ourselves and we're limiting. Well, with the judgments, I think it depending on the situation, what you judge, and because sometimes we just. Uh, uh, tag along with uh, another story with that. We combine things and we just bring our pre previous memories and we connect. Oh, this makes sense because that's why this person did that like a week ago. There is no any connection and that person had no idea about what happened. Last night, but we just connect those <coughs> things and we make a storyline. That's what happens. So if it is good, that's that's great. But um, it's not. Um, I'll come to you one day. Yes. Um, well, I think we also have to think of the possibility that when we make a a quick decision about somebody, a quick judgment, that we do that for a purpose because um, overall that may be the correct. Um, judgment that may be the correct um, way of looking at that person because the reason I say it is because people overall um, are pretty consistent in other words you see somebody who's angry one time uh, in the future he'll probably be angry also so uh, I think we have to think of the possibility that, that a quick judgment um, overall uh, the many times that we do it um, overall may be more correct than incorrect Sometimes our judgments keep us out of danger. We make our judgments based upon experience that we have, and then choosing how we apply that or not can, can become wisdom. <coughs> I may see a man loitering in a dark alley. He may be an all right guy, 
but based upon my experience, I'll take another way home. And that may be the wise decision. So I mean, I have judged him without even knowing him. But I am then making the decision that is there a risk in getting to know him and correcting my judgment versus the risk to myself and then choosing to go home a different way. So how do you balance prejudging, if you will, based upon your experience and sort of keeping an open mind with, you know, basically you know, living your life wisely and not exposing yourself to risk or harm? For me, it goes back to the word discernment. And so if we are open mind and mindful, open heart, and use our capacity for discernment, and opening expands the capacity for discernment, then we, we are less liable to be snap judgment, wrong move, closed, shut down. So that's, that's the way that I experience it. So wisdom is the proper application of judgment? Yes. You could say that. That's, that's my opinion. <clears throat> um, I think uh, you had a... Following up on that, it's the, the mindfulness part that's important. It's just, what I, I think judgment, those snap judgments give us permission to stop gathering information. Yeah. You yep. say, I like it, I don't like it right or it's wrong, so I don't need to gather any more information, I don't need to think about it. And it's when those judgments happen over and over and over again and we don't think about them, we're not aware of them, that then we, it becomes problematic because there's that, okay, this, people who look this way are always like this. Prejudice. Without thinking about that, without taking that any further, then we just react and yes. don't gather. It's really hard to, to listen as though you might be wrong, especially when you're so convinced that you're right. You know, it's, it's really hard to gather that additional information. Uh, can I go to him first? Yeah. In Zen, they always hold a question for who and for what. In living, in living presence, there is no fixed point, no fixed truth. You know, there's only that living presence. It, it, it's all flow. So. You get stuck and hold on, you know. So, Mr. So, we always say, put down your opinions, you know, moment to moment, and, and see what's in front of you. I was just going to say, like, Dave, like, one of the first blog posts that I read from Dave was he, he was talking about he was out for a walk and he came up on, you know, this homeless, this homeless gentleman, and it was about, you know, not judging necessarily, you know, he's a homeless guy, nobody's going to pay attention to him ordinarily, but, you know, as he talked to him, he, because he was open and, and, and let the judgment of this person go, he realized that he was really more similar to that person than they were actually different from that person, you know, and, and, and that's something that really, you know, stuck with me from, has, has stuck with me and, and really let me be able to, you know, I have this judgment, but if, if, if I look, you know, I realize that most people were, were really <coughs> a lot more similar than we are different. There may be little aspects of ourselves that are different, you know, our, our religion, our race, our whatever, but in general, 
all people are pretty much the same. And if you and if you set aside those judgments, I think that it, it, not necessarily set aside the judgment, but if you can look past the differences, you're really going to realize that you're a lot more similar than you are than you are different. When I think about the dark alley and the frightened person, it means you could make a decision to move a different direction because you recognize your own fear, rather than because you make a judgment about the other person. Mm -hmm. Okay, so any other um, it struck me what you said when you said it's, we say it's good or bad and we're making two decisions. We're saying it's good and it's, yeah. you know, it's not bad. So we're actually making two. And so sometimes, a lot of times if I'm wise enough to remember, I just can say, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Oh, we don't do that though. We don't want to accept. So basic, right? We don't want to accept that we don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm having to make a big decision, a life course right now, and I'm, I'm not sure, but I, time is flipping, and I still have to make a decision. You know, I have to take action. And I'm, I'm aware that I'm making the best decision I can, but I really don't know. You know I'm really I, I find sometimes with myself that a lot, especially when I'm up here, um, when somebody asks, Sometimes I have no idea what that person <laughs> asked. But still I try to give an answer instead of saying I don't know. And I found that a lot. And when I, you know, on my way home, I was thinking, why did I try to answer that question? <laughs> so that happens because that inside me that I have that, you know, ego thing, it just comes right away and you have to say something. Otherwise, they wouldn't accept the son knows everything. <laughs> so, yes. Shakespeare has a wonderful line where he says, nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that would be a good end point. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for all your wisdom.